We are going to a place, a dark place, where all is rushing chaos, confusion, and howling madness. Where the air is rent apart by the sound of discordant drums and the thin reedy pipings of obscene flutes. This is not the realm of the old ones. This foul alien plane belongs to Staggering Stories Podcast number 40. Or it could be Blue Water in Croydon. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I am the Rural Keith. This podcast would be a lot shorter if you just introduced yourself normally. Yeah. You said that with such a pained expression on his face. It's <laughs> <laughs> the teeth. I wonder what those fillings were all over the floor. Yeah. Anyway, without further ado, launching into the news with El Presidente. Doctor News. Gosh, less. Yeah. The new temporary companion has been announced for the second special is Lindsay Duncan. Ah. Who you may have seen in Rome a couple of years back. Rome. In Rome? Hmm. Not when we were there. No. Oh, oh, sorry, the, sorry, the my television mistake. Event. The uh, HBO series. Oh. I think she's also coming up on BBC soon playing Margaret Thatcher. Oh, don't mention Margaret. her name. <laughs> the, the story of her ousting. Yeah. So that's one I'm definitely going to watch mm. <laughs> apparently she's been on the west end recently opposite matt smith Ooh. 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 a play called that face that face yeah sounds like a very harsh play it doesn't does, it yeah. <laughs> that face of all the ones in the world why that face <laughs> indeed russell t says Lindsay is an incredibly talented actress and i've been an admirer of her work for some time we are delighted to announce that she will be joining the team huh? More Doctor Who news. BBC's planning a live stage show. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, oh, I, listen, you are still whinging and saying, I will not believe Doctor Who's coming back until I see the credits going up, <laughs> even though we're heading into the fourth series. I do have to point out one series. I do have to point out one salient fact Go in on this then. article. Mm-hmm. The, the Sun, Sun reports. reports. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. I, anybody not yeah. in this country, I do apologise, but the only way I can equate it is the Sun is the British version of the National Enquirer. What's the National Enquirer? The American version of the Sun. Okay. Mm. <laughs> or the New York Post. Yeah. Or the Daily mm. Mail. <laughs> Steady on. Ooh. Not the Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, apparently this show is going to include light and sound show, 3D footage featuring the Doctor with the Cybermen, the Sontarans and the Daleks. Ooh, oh. And an insider said, and mm-hmm. when it's the sun, an insider is the guy who's writing the story. <laughs> they want it to be a Doctor Who experience which will blast fans. Oh, with amazing visuals <laughs> and music. Oh, dear. The emphasis will be on technology, so it's unlikely any of the show's stars will be on stage. Mm. Colin, Colin Baker singing? Well, he can sing very well, can't he? Yes. He sang, um, what's that big Gilbert. Finnish story? He sang Gilbert and Sullivan. Gilbert and Sullivan, Doctor and the Pirates. Yeah. Oh. I am the very model of a... Gallifrey and Gallifrey Buckley. The Colin Baker. Yes. Make ketchup, ketchup and mashed potato, potato be upon him. Oh. 
Further news? Yes, Zimbabwe yes, has been accused of hoarding long-lost episodes of Doctor Who. You know, <laughs> I told them they should look there next. They yeah. looked everywhere, didn't ask Mugabe. No, nope. He's the one who's probably been hoarding them. No, I think it's only fair. <laughs> Mugabe has accused Britain of doing everything else to the country, so we should get at least one back on him. But <laughs> again, this is from The Sun. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to be taken with a pillar of salt. Yeah. Mm, very yeah. much so. We know Mugabe hates the BBC now. Now we know yeah. why. Yeah. Because yeah. they wiped all the old Doc 2s. He's mm, hoarding them. Yeah. He's <laughs> wanting to complete his collection. Yeah. Even though the country's been running to the ground, infla- <laughs> there's hyperinflation and 9 out of 10 people unemployed. He still gets to watch Marco Polo Part 3 mm, yeah. in yeah. peace. I, I, I do apologise, people out there, for a little bit of political comment and reality <laughs> intruding on our comfortable <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it says here, however, the African nation is yeah, believed to have bought the season starring William Hartnell. An unnamed BBC source says, mm-hmm. whether he's uh, the guy writing the story. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have looked all over the world for missing Doctor Who episodes, but there are still some broadcasters we have not spoken to. Zimbabwe could prove a problem as there is so much red tape. <laughs> Understatements are <laughs> us. <laughs> Around 108 of 752 episodes are believed to be missing. Moving on from Zimbabwe, Ronnie Corbett is to star in the Sarah Jane Adventures comic relief special. Mm. Let's give one the kids, is he? No, I think he's going to be a grass. <laughs> oh, oh, oh I think he'll yeah. be a grass. Ah. It's going to be screened on Friday, March the 13th as part of the comic relief Funny for Money show on BBC One. <laughs> Russell T Davis said, It's an honour to get involved with Red Nose Day. With uh-huh. Ronnie Corbett K9 and an old enemy's return, oh. the grass. <laughs> we can promise Sarah Sarah Jane Smith's most extraordinary adventure yet. I doubt that. Mm. So do I. But it's all for a for good, good cause. cause yeah. yeah, it's all for charity. I've yeah. heard that Tennant is uh, hosting the first hour. Ooh, Ooh. True. I should I've watch that. Nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> Tell us about Dollhouse. I, yes, you apparently have seen mm. a couple of these. Haven't I you? may have <laughs> seen a couple of the <laughs> yeah. first two episodes. Um, Please tell on. Apparently, the uh, ratings have not been great mm, for it. The first episode pulled in 4.7 million, which is rather low. No word yet in the second episode, but I suspect it's going to be down a bit. So it's in peril, I would have thought. But it's doing better than Sarah Connor Chronicles, which is mm-hmm. the hour before, which got 3.7 million Ooh, on its return in the second half of the season. So the Friday night death slot appears yeah. to Claimed be... another victim. Yeah. Mm, really a death yeah. slot. Yeah. haven't heard anything good about Dollhouse from the few people I know who've watched it, and one of them's even given up after just two episodes. It's okay, it's no Firefly. But then what is? True. This is the thing, it's being put out by Fox. Yeah. So it's two high-profile Fox keeping to... Yeah, they do, yeah. The whole first episode was rewritten completely. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It just seems to lack that weed and magic. It hasn't mm. got the witty dialogue. Mm. But maybe it will get there. That's mm. if it lasts. It's got any yeah. viewers left. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let's keep our fingers crossed for it. Yeah, indeed. Dead Like Me's coming back. Oh, yes. And yes, a director-DVD release. George Lass and her Reaper colleagues are back. It's been five years since the end of the original series. And they find themselves with a change of boss because Rube has gone off to the lights, oh, as it yeah. were. Got Quota. Yep. The new boss is Cameron Kane, played by Henry Ian Cusack, who is a slick businessman who died falling from the World Trade Center on September the 11th, 2001. Mm. Which <laughs> surprises me because I can't remember the September the 11th incident being used for yeah. comedy before. No, no. no. I think the Dead Like Me team were always a bit, uh, bit close to uh, the edge. Yeah. It was always very black comedy. It was, yeah. yeah. But it just it just surprises me that they're yeah. they're using it. It's well, still, very, a very sensitive issue for an awful lot of oh, people. Good grief, but yes. I, th- I think the fact that it's 
DV- gone straight to DVD, it's given them a little bit more. Yeah, you're leeway. not going to accidentally stumble across it. Probably, yeah, flicking yeah. through. The only yeah. way you're going to watch it is you know what you're getting. Yeah, but the rest of the cast are back. There's Ellen Muth as Georgia, Callum Blue as Mason, Jasmine Guy as Roxy, and Cynthia Stevenson as Joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The worst named woman in the world. <laughs> yeah. I think only one person was recast, and that yeah, was uh, Daisy. Daisy Adair, yeah, because yeah. of other work commitments. Unfortunately. That's a shame. I liked the actress she, who played yeah, her before. I can't remember her name. I wouldn't say her career's taken off, but it's become busier. Yeah, that's because she's blonde and pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us about Watchmen. Okay. Apparently, the Watchmen is going down the Star Trek. The motion picture route, there's going to right. be multiple cuts. Oh. It's going to be rubbish. Well, uh, hopefully <laughs> it's not going to be rubbish. Now, when it hits the theatres, it will run to about two hours, 37 minutes. But that will be only the first of several versions of the movies. That's according to uh, Zack Snyder, who's directing, yeah. directing it. He envisions an eventual DVD and Blu-ray release that will come up to be something like three hours, 10 minutes. Oh, so it's a half an hour. Yeah, the final he's hoping to bring out the ultimate Watchman cut. Right. So it also sounds like uh, what is it, the Blade Runner situation, yeah. the amount of various yes. Blade Runner. That was never planned from the beginning, though. Uh, no, I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that. Uh, which will interpolate the Black Freighter into the movie. I'm not sure what Black Freighter is because I haven't actually read the book. Which is something I'm going to have to go out and get now. I think it's a little side story. Which yeah, is I think animated. so. I think so. And there's in to include special scenes shot to take the viewers on and into the animation and out of it again Mm. and that could run as long as three hours 25 minutes it's pretty ginormous zach adds (laughs) it's not a word (laughs) no he's american Um, we'll we'll come back to that (laughs) so does this mean that the version in the cinema is going to be unwatchable Ah. so much has been cut out of it oh that that, not apparently they've kept fairly close to the book but i remember somebody saying that they couldn't condense the book down into a two-hour movie so Mm. so why not just Mm. make it into two movies Mm. Or one three-hour film. Well, yeah. I mean, everything seems to be three hours at the moment. All the big films are running to three hours. I think this is more sort of they're talking about (laughs) after-sale revenue and cashing and dedicated fans out there will get the three or four different versions. Well, that's it, DVD sales. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, do you remember those days when you used to do that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Future armor. Whoa! Good um, news, everybody. Yes, dear. <laughs> Billy West, who um, voiced Fry, Zoidberg, and the Professor, was at um, the Ooh. Anime Supercon recently, and he hinted that Fox are going to bring back Future Armor for a sixth season mm. because apparently the DVDs did so well that they're seeing the old dollar signs flashing up yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, the DVDs selling so well is the reason why mm. we got the specials. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we have to remember this is the Box Network, so yes. yeah. The yes. Box Corporation. Yeah. How would they try to uh, change it so it will be a money spinner? Mm. Yeah. Talking of which, mm-hmm. Star Trek. <laughs> Apparently they want to inject a little more rock and roll rock. into mm. the new Star franchise. Trek? Yeah. Well, they're going to make it a musical? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. My name is Kirk. I am a captain. This is my chair. And I sit in it. (laughs) (laughs) Can you kindly leave the room, please? (laughs) Yes, I'm sorry. Rock and roll. Oh, God, that wasn't rock and roll, was it? Oh, dear. (laughs) 
I can't attempt or rock and roll. Operetta, really. <laughs> dramatic interpretation as well. Mm. One of the writers, Alex Kurtzman, said, uh, we figured the missing ingredient for this one was it needed a little more rock and roll. Mm, explain. And if we succeeded in doing that, I think it will meet the summer expectations. You know, summer blockbuster expectations, presumably. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes and talk about Star Wars and flying down the trench at a speed of max 70,000 to shoot a little bullet into a hole. <laughs> well, sounds rather rude. So what's, what's, what's that got to do with Star Trek? What's it got to do with rock and roll? <laughs> well, indeed. <laughs> I think Alex Kurtzman had a funny dream one night. Mm. I, I think trying to inject a little piece of sanity into it, I think rock and roll was a euphemism. <gasps> really? Yes. Yes, oh, God, I miss that. Oh. He equated the old Star Trek to be more like a submarine naval battle. Uh, I can oh. see where he's come. Certainly Wrath of Khan. Yeah. That was certainly yeah, a, that sort was... Of a hunt for Red October situation mm. in the nebula. So obviously they're trying to make it a bit more action-packed in yeah. the uh, space battles. Yeah, and, I think uh, so. Well, that's the trouble. Next Gen was very preachy and talky. Uh, yeah. yeah. Less talky, more shooty. Yeah. People mm. will watch it. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's the only way to get bums on seats with some films, sir. So, yeah. But are they in danger of making it less intelligent? Because they're appealing to the lowest common denominator oh. there. Sort of make things go bang, big explosions. It's the common difference between a TV series and a film. So that's going to involve lots of explosions. Mm. Elton John and Jane Austen, two names you didn't think you'd ever hear on this podcast. <laughs> no. First, there was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> now comes news that Elton John's Rocket Pictures will set Will Clark to direct... Pride and Predator. Pride and Predator. <laughs> oh, okay. Apparently it mixes Jane Austen's period costume drama with an alien crash landing. Oh, good grief. <laughs> Such a simple concept. Why did no one think of this I before? Know, yeah. So Mr Wickham's going to be all skinned and hung up and left to dry. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so does that mean Mr Darcy is going to be walking around carrying a pulse rifle? As long well, as he's I... got no shirt on, I don't mm. mind. No, I don't think... <laughs> Mr Darcy, you seem to have changed... <laughs> <laughs> Turned into a chicken. Ah, yes. <laughs> a giant chicken. According to Variety, the alien will butcher the mannered protagonists who suddenly have more than marriage and inheritance to worry about. Oh, yeah. Shooting could, begins in London later this year. It could uh, put a crimp on your day. It could do. Elton John is the executive producer and his partners Steve Hamilton Shaw and David Furnish are also producing. So does this mean that Elizabeth Bennet will do a Ripley? <laughs> Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> <laughs> if you'd be so kind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. Speaking of Ripley things... Oh, oh tenuous. Oh, oh, Yet genius. <laughs> no, just bad. Oh dear, it looks like... Well, f- if there's any Canadian listeners out there, well, just beware. I mean, the chat says he wants to be Prime Minister of Canada. Canadian. Oh, poor mm. Canada. Uh, I uh, like Canada. I want mm, to go uh, there one day. Uh, dear. He's revealed his ambition in response to a letter from a fan mm-hmm. who urged him to put himself forward for the Governor-General post of Canada. Oh, dear. Is he this um, easily manipulated? <laughs> All I have to do is write him a letter and suggest something and he'll do no, it. Just, just pander into his king-sized ego. ego. <laughs> <laughs> what are you suggesting? Mm. <laughs> My intention is to be Prime Minister of... Canada, not Governor General, <laughs> which is mainly a ceremonial position, he reportedly wrote. Uh-huh. Does that so well? I know. Does, yeah. I must, with my deepest thanks, turn down your honourable intent to advance me as Governor 
general. <laughs> I think Crumbly just wet himself. <laughs> just imagine the inaugural speech. It'll be three oh, days long. long. <laughs> How many statues will he erect to himself? <laughs> <laughs> One on every street corner, I imagine. What was the name of that barking mad Roman emperor? Caligula. Caligula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't Shatton know why that sprung to mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. This is like pouring gasoline on a fire, this is. <laughs> this is the yeah. Canadians yeah. taking the whole Boris Johnson for mayor phenomenon <laughs> to the next <laughs> level. Yeah. Well, to, to the nth, nth degree. <laughs> Besides which, I don't have time to be governor general. But he's got time to be prime minister. Mm. Yeah. As prime minister, I can lead Canada to even greater exploits. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. my brain has just melted. <laughs> if we have any Canadian listeners out there, could you tell us what you think of this? Because we're having trouble getting our heads around the concept. We're, of we're trying to comprehend this. I mean, I mean, you might think it's a great idea, in which case, please tell us. <laughs> we'll mock and ridicule you, but, you yes. know, tell us anyway. Great. <laughs> Any more news? <laughs> I, I, I don't think... I think that's just about yeah. killed here. There's nothing you can do after that except for say hello to the head of Pertwee. Oh, yes. Hello, hello head of Pertwee. Oh, he's turned away again. He is. Oh. He's sulking. Yeah. Don't pull his nose. <laughs> that's He's going to sneeze. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, messy. <laughs> he has no hands to put in front of his nose. No. Oh. his tongue, though. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> And now, mm-hmm. directly from the mind of Derek Compare, long-time listener, yes. I assume, <laughs> <laughs> we give you Doctor Who. Oh, oh. thanks, Derek. I think I may have misled you there. Derek didn't create Doctor Who. Oh, but Derek did suggest that we do our best and worst one-off characters. Mm, Yes, we thought this was a very good idea. Yep, and we couldn't be bothered to think of something of our own. So (laughs) that's what we're going to do. Oh, very good idea. This is a character we'd most like to one-off. Yeah, yeah, (sighs) with a big gun. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, old Presidente. Yeah. As you are a man of questionable morals, (laughs) let's start with your favourite. Favorite old who one-off characters. Hmm, I've got a few. My runners-up, uh, both from the same story, Fenric, Curse of Fenric. Oh yeah. Ooh. And the guy that plays Doctor Judson and Commander Millington. I think they did fantastic jobs. Those yeah. two. Yeah. 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 This is going to annoy me. You're all going to come up with things that are better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> but the winner for me, I don't know why really, just six in the mind, Shara's Jack. <laughs> oh Arnie, yeah, the leather. I mean, the acting. <laughs> <laughs> the leather. <laughs> Basically, he's just a guy in a in a mask. Yeah. But yet, he really had a decent form, so you could really see through the mask. And he was genuinely threatening as well, wasn't he? Yeah, and he wasn't just a two dimensional no, no, villain. Lots of those and actors did a great job. Of he that did have story. It was written well because he did have a, a backstory, a legitimate yeah. grudge. He just wasn't being a villain for the sake of. There being were no villain. outright villains. No, it's all shades of grey. Yeah. Okay, so that's your favourites. I think so. Yeah. Go on then, real Keith. Let's have your favourites. Well, I've got a couple. I have sort of thought long and hard and tried to do a little bit of research on this. Mm-hmm. Not not much, I've got to admit, but <laughs> I tried. And I have got a couple. Lawrence Scarman from Pyramids of Mars. Oh, yeah. Ooh, excellent he, he choice. Was, he was a well-rounded character, played <laughs> by... Um, Michael Sheard. Michael yeah. Sheard. But he was more of a, a wide-eyed innocent. 
Yep. You know, didn't really understand how much danger he was in. Yeah. And, and the circumstances around him. Also, I'd like to have an honourable mention to Henry Django from uh, <laughs> Talons of Wen Chiang, the, the yeah. sh- showman. Oh, the showman. Who oh, was yeah. uh, sort of aspects of a character to my own heart who what, deep down was an abject coward. <laughs> you know, he was all mouth bravado, but when it, when it came down to it, he was a complete coward, as yeah. I said. <laughs> also, I'd like to um, per mention to uh, the meddling monk. Not meddling monk. Yeah, f- uh, from the time meddler. Right. Again, mischievous. It was sort of like a, a just slightly more malevolent version of the second Doctor. Yeah. But he was, wasn't was actually into it for world domination and plans and plotting. Just it, having fun. Just having fun, yeah. <laughs> I think I've got to go with, after all of them, it, it was the way it was written and it's the way he's played was from The Visitation, Richard Mace. Oh, Thespian, oh. Bon and Gentleman of the Road. <laughs> yeah. Could we point out to our dear listeners that while we were getting ready for this, <laughs> real you. Keith was <laughs> asking about Richard Mace. What was it he called him himself, he said? He's a gentleman, a volivant, and a gentleman <laughs> no, of the no, road. No, I said sounds like volivant. No, you did not say <laughs> yes, sounds I like. Did. Yes, I you did. accused Richard Mace of being a, a light starter, usually accompanied by prawns. prawns. <laughs> oh, I do like those. Puff pastry casing. Yeah. Hmm. The, the, it's, the, the actor was, I can't remember the name of the actor, but all he was known for really was this this misanthrope from on the buses. Yeah. Who was, you know, the bane of Vegvani's life. And then you had this other character who's completely different. It's got the rich, deep voice and the over-exaggerated mannerisms. Yeah. And again, I think deep down in heart, he was something of a coward. Mm. You the like buses. the cowards. Yeah. Well, we're, talk, we're talking about Blakey. No, not no. Blakey. Not Blakey. <laughs> Michael Robbins. Michael that Robbins. Was him. Oh, that right. was it, yeah. I particularly oh, like yes. the scene where he was trying to introduce Adric to alcohol. What was he trying to do? Yeah. <laughs> not entirely sure. What does that taste like? Oh, it tastes like nectar. But what, what does that, does that taste, taste like? like? Ambrosia. And what does that taste like? You <laughs> little. <laughs> yeah, stupid. Oh, they're getting Adric drunk. Go on then, Crumbly. One off characters. Well, my runner-up for sheer hilarity and um, right. making me burst out laughing was uh, the Merca. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be classed? To the Can that be classed as a character, considering <laughs> it was two actors? <laughs> Yeah, what are you doing the characterisation there? The front or the back? I'm not sure. <laughs> the one with the hands, obviously. Yeah, just waving around wildly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'd have to say, best one of character, I mean, for sheer pantomime baddies, or complete with boos and hisses from the audience, I mean, it has to be uh, Omega. <laughs> Which one? Oh, from uh, The Three Doctors. Uh, The the original, you might Mm. say. Yes, I mean, with that booming voice behind that mask of his. Well, considering he wasn't there in the first place, he was just made up (laughs) with the um, just the thoughts of Omega. He made a very good uh, one-off villain. Good choices. Mm. What is yours, real Keith? You're real Keith. No, I'm real Keith. What is yours? (laughs) Fake Keith. Well, in second place, just because I liked the character and it was the first time I'd seen the actress in anything other than the Liver Birds, <laughs> was uh, Todd from Kinder, who was played by Neris Hughes. Oh, yes. Mm. I think she put in a very, very good performance and I, I liked the character. I felt it was a strong character in a bloody awful story. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just talking back to a previous podcast yes. where Neris, Neris Hughes' shoes were possessed. <laughs> <laughs> 
In second place, I'm yep. thinking along the same lines as Crumbly here, just for pure comic value and for the fact that I could have watched him forever, even though he was awful, right. was from Time Lash, Paul Darrow. As oh, <laughs> sheer comic value, yeah. Oh, the man should all... have had his own series. Yeah, yeah, I, I have him on the list too, but not yeah. sure <laughs> best. To oh. <laughs> chewing, chewing the scenery. Oh, I, I loved it. I mean, more ham than Sainsbury's. <laughs> but my favourite one-off character was from The Awakening, and it was Jane Hampton, played by Polly James. That's another live bird. Yeah. I must have a thing about the live yeah. birds. <laughs> and I've never even been to Liverpool. You're fighting. But You're she was she was one of these characters that could have easily been a companion. Yeah. Yeah. She was like feisty and brave, and she annoyed the Doctor. And there was some fantastic banter between yeah, her she, and Peter Davison. She she asked some pertinent questions. She did. That he couldn't. And there was answer. a couple. There was they were heading down the the usual tunnel, and she's asked him a question, and he's given the answer and made to move off. She's asked him another question. He's given the answer and made to move off. She's asked him a third question. He's given the answer and made to move off. Then she's pulled him back and said, we should hurry. And Peter Davison just looked at her and said, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but loved her. I thought she yeah, was she yeah, was really good. Was a good one, yeah. There were a couple of good ones from that story because the, I can't remember the name of the actor, Guy someone, he played one of the roundheads. Yeah. And he was, I think he'd been in play school or something. <laughs> and he was another good one. Strong story. Yes. Yeah, mm. it was. It was. I heard Brian Kent on the radio the other day. Did you? Speaking of play school. Well, yeah. play away. Yeah. Oh, play, play away. away. I remember. Mm-hmm. What's that? How did that go? Peel away. Yeah, never mind the weather. Get it together. Doobie doo boop boop. Peel away. Play away. Play away. Far too old. Can we get back to the podcast? Yes, so sorry. All right, then, El Presidente, give us your least favourite old who one off characters. Hmm. I'm not quite sure which to go with here. I have a couple which are vying for the worst. Either Tekka from Time Lash. No, where's your sense of humour? Oh, Darren. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just appalling. It It was, wasn't it? It was brilliant. <laughs> and coming here, probably a close second, actually, I think, is um, the great architect from Paradise Towers, Richard Briers. Oh, <laughs> and his zombie walking. Oh, dear. Terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he was originally on one, on my list, but he got overtaken by someone even worse. Okay, I do have oh, an honourable mention. Okay. Oh, yes. Which is uh, the entire High Council of Gallifrey and the Five Doctors. <laughs> Fair point. None of them seem to know what the hell they were saying. Yeah. Emphasis on the completely wrong words. Yeah. Every sentence. Are you could blame the director for that though for not stopping them and killing them maybe maybe (laughs) and hiring new actors to say it properly (laughs) yeah (laughs) well mine couple very similar to yours in third place um technically she wasn't a one-off character but she was only in two stories and that was katarina because she's just so stupid if you don't (laughs) know what the button does you don't Don't push it. it (laughs) <laughs> and all this nonsense about how oh, she knew what she was doing, she was protecting the doctor and risking her life. No, she was just thick. Well, she okay. got sucked out of an airlock. So. I know, because she pressed the bleeding button and opened the door. <laughs> In second place, very similar to El Presidente, we have the Castellan from The Five Doctors. Yeah. Simply because, I mean, it was Paul Jericho, wasn't it? It was. Anyone who delivers the line, no, not the mind probe, <laughs> deserves to be ridiculed. Oh, yeah. It wasn't strictly one-off, though, because he was in um, Ark of Infinity, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Was, yeah, yeah. But. Ah, well, it still deserves to be ridiculed. Yep. <laughs> but my least favourite one-off character was from Delta and the Bannermen, mm-hmm. and it's Ken Dodd as the Tollmaster. <laughs> oh. Just no, never, ever again. Ken it was Dodd. awful. A smile, a song, and income tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> 
Brumley. Hello. Give us yours. Oh, good grief. Without a doubt, it's got to be the Rani. You did not really? Like the Rani. <laughs> I mean, not one off again, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. We'll say that. Yeah. Mark of the Rani. Mm, for Kate Omar, I mean. What was the other one? Time. Time and the Rani. Mm. That's two. Uh, <laughs> oh, she was okay, Mark of the Rani, I thought. Yeah, I don't think she was bad. I personally would have voted for the tree in Mark of the Rani. <laughs> <laughs> personally, I think uh, the Rani is a very good character. It's just Pip and Jane Baker couldn't write mm. for her. They may have invented her. But they were rubbish. But they were rubbish. <laughs> no, so I'm just thinking about the whole uh, Albert Square. <laughs> oh, that oh, one. Yes, yes that one. I mean, that yeah. was... Albert Square? That. The children in the... in time. Oh, you rotted it from your memory, you? yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go and sit in a corner and tremble for a while. <laughs> oh, carry on. <laughs> I haven't seen such bad acting since uh, Jane Seymour in the original Battlestar Galactica film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a character who could just sort of stand there and go we're all doomed dead disaster I mean <laughs> I liked the bulging eyeballs then that was very well, well done that's we need a cab yeah. video cab so we can see these things the arm waving and the eyeballs bulging probably best yeah. not As, I mean, I mean, we're all sitting here naked and they yeah. really wouldn't want to mm. see that I mean it makes Keanu Reeves look like Laurence Olivier in Henry the Fourth. so Crumbly didn't like the Rani mm. we're not talking to Crumbly now go on then real Keith well I do have trouble with this one mm. I, I, I've searched and I've looked and the thing about bad acting is that just so much of it just sort of gets lumped into one one, one <laughs> yeah. mass, mass. Yeah. yeah but I don't think I've really got any runners up but I haven't got any particular ones that I can point to thing is I would say the entire cast of Vengeance and Varus <laughs> every, you know except for except Even for the regulars Seal? no Even Martin Jarvis yes <laughs> the Martin Jarvis I name you Martin Jarvis I Zaccuse and but I think for the outstanding awfulness has to be the entire cast of Horns of Nymon no I will Please, not I mean, have that underpant ripping I, I can't remember the name of the, the I can't remember the name of the character or the actor but it, it's real it's Keith the one, is venting his spleen it's the one who gets shot and dies that what, narrows it down in Doctor Who the, the, the one who gets shot at the end and dies pulling the lever and the actor isn't even acting he's laughing so badly really it's yeah. brilliant I'm going to have to watch Horns of Nymon Really and it's if you're going to watch Horns of Nymon, may I recommend it, you watch it with at least five pints of the Blackadder's Bow Basher in your or something. <laughs> is, is he the one? If you've seen um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, with Alan Rickman as the sheriff mm. and his god awful, hilarious dying scene at the end, oh, is he the one grief. who does the Doctor Who equivalent of that? Yes, that was oh, really good. <laughs> they, they left it in, but you could tell that the actor was actually corpsing. Mm. Oh, <laughs> he was shot in the funny bone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I have to put. What's Name, Blue Peter, not Janet Fielding. Janet Ellis. Janet Ellis. I mean, a more dopey, lack-brained, <laughs> lobotomized <laughs> piece of acting I have seen in my life. Now, come on, say what you mean. <laughs> Remember your blood pressure, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's going just, to pop. It, words cannot describe how excruciatingly bad Well, then what was all that is. waffling you've just done? That was me just ranting. <laughs> I'm not just merely scratching the surface. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, I think we'd better do. I mean, it's terrible. It's oh god. <laughs> I mean, even the special effects. I mean, don't do big rings around everything. Stop. Stop. The stop. Set, stop. stop. So next DVD we're reviewing then. Horns and I'm on your Sounds good to me. Mm. No!
<laughs> yeah, but that means somebody's got to go out and buy it. <laughs> okay, let's do our least favourite new who. Um, oh, I need to let him get his breath. Go on, El Presidente, you do it. <laughs> All right, worst new who. Again, a few choices here. Which is the worst? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> He's been shocked by that. Yeah. Well, we have Peter Kay, who, yes. as the Absorbaloff, was abysmal. Yeah. Not so bad as Kennedy, Mr. Kennedy. No. We have Eric Lauren as Mr. Diagoras, is it? Who and is Dalek oh, yeah. Sek, yeah. half mm. human oh. Dalek. Oh, I'd forgotten him. Muppets as, in Manhattan. Diagonal, I don't think he was. He wasn't, too bad, again, he wasn't again, too bad. Yeah, it's Dalek Sek, I mean, he's all. <laughs> man, <laughs> man balancing a Dalek on his head. Yeah. <laughs> I think the worst for me, because I was such a fan, of these creatures is uh, Roger Lloyd's pack <laughs> John Lumick Cybermen mm. yeah did it spoil it for you I just, I mean, yeah aww <laughs> that was just terrifying he was really chewing the scenery there well you could hear Trigger coming through as well oh, couldn't you yeah. from Only Fools and Horses meant to be this kind of Davros equivalent to Cybermen yeah. but no oh, was he I mean you hardly expect Cyber leaders to start calling everyone Dave yeah <laughs> okay um, my third place yeah. went to Roderick from Bad Wolf and Parting of the Ways who was the contestant on oh, The yeah. Weakest oh, Link yes. uh, played by Patterson Joseph yeah, indeed. who mm. I thought was bloody awful he wasn't great in that as we said he was just annoying it was a relief when he got exterminated Second place went to Madame de Pompadour. Oh, really? Because I thought she was smug, arrogant, and, oh, I just didn't like her. The story was excellent, the music was outstanding, but she, no, I don't like you, go away. <laughs> well, she was meant to be a kind yeah, of upper-class. Yeah. You know, time of the French Revolution, they were. Well, arrogant. let's hope she got the chop then. <laughs> but first place, I'm afraid, goes to the absorval off, because words fail me. Yeah like yeah. that yeah <laughs> Grumbler hello give us your worst new who my worst please. new who well f- I have to say for old who there was Adric and for <laughs> new who there was Adam uh, <laughs> it's such a silly name the character was bound to be off <laughs> oh, <laughs> fine name <laughs> as I say I mean Adric had his blue star in mathematics and a ringing endorsement from J&T <laughs> <laughs> yes but Adam I mean I just found him smug ingratiating and basically annoying sounds about right yep. mm-hmm. I think it was meant to be but yeah. 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 yeah and you could see his brain a lot yes whenever you used to go ch- was it Imagine it was very difficult for him when they dumped him because he would have been at work, he'd have been going, oh, What the hell am I meant to be doing? And then he'd go, Oh, that was it. And <laughs> there's another job gone. Yeah. Is that your only one? Um, well, I mean, I could mention the Absorbaloff and Muppets in Manhattan, but they've been covered elsewhere. They and, have. And very comprehensively, so. Okay, uh, real Keith, let's have yours. Well, again, I've thought long and hard, mulled and pontificated. Oh, yeah. And I have to go along with a lot of you, and my opinions have changed as you've mentioned them. You've all mentioned mentioned the one that I'm <laughs> okay. thinking of. Again, the, the Absorbaloff. Uh, the Absorbaloff. Yeah. Muppets in Manhattan. It yeah. was, was pretty annoying. And I was until recently going to have Adam. Mm-hmm. Pardon? <laughs> no, <laughs> as nice. my suggestion. <laughs> as well, my suggestion. Whilst you had a finger in Sarah Jane as well, I imagine. <laughs> keep, keep Very evil menage a trois. I would not go anywhere near Adam. Keep him with a barge pole. <laughs> <laughs> but along the line... An oiled barge pole? <laughs> along, the lines, along the lines of Adam... I have to put forward Luke Rattigan. Luke Rattigan. From uh, the Centauran oh, experiment. He was annoying, wasn't he? Was he was intensely annoying. I know he was probably meant to be, and he was mm-hmm. probably meant to be a socially inadequate. Yeah, because he's actor, a genius. The actor was damn good at it, because he was intensely annoying. He looked 
stunted as well, stunted. didn't he? Yeah. He looked like he had a grown-up face on a kiddie's body. And actually, <laughs> I, ha- I have seen the kid in a few other things. Oh, there's, a, there's another BBC sitcom. I can't remember the name of it. And he's actually quite good in that. He's funny yeah. and erudite. But so was he just... was good in this. It's just he, he was, was annoying. Yeah, he was playing he an annoying part. character. No. And it's just... mm. Fair enough. All right, then. Favourite new who's. I'm going to go first this time. I don't care. Fake Keith. Yes. What is your favourite new who one-off character? Right, I've got three again. In third place, we've got the little blue plumber from the end of the world. Oh, yeah. 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 It was just a small, yeah, it was... small part, but a really rounded character. And yeah. you genuinely felt quite sad when she got eaten by tiny robots. Yeah, yeah got about <laughs> In second place was Derek Jacobi as the master. Mm. Yes, I suppose you could count that. He was funny. absolutely outstanding, yeah. yep. but even more outstanding. And one of the best performances in Doctor Who I have seen in a long, long time mm-hmm. was from Turn Left, the Italian father. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. It was just brilliant from beginning to yeah, end. Yeah. Yeah. From there. happy, jolly, bouncy, let's all have a sing-song in the kitchen, to absolutely terrified but trying mm. not to show it because he That's doesn't it. want to frighten his family. Yeah. Mm. He was brilliant. Joseph Long, mm. kudos, you were brilliant. Grumbly, favourite new who? Right, let me see. Well, a couple do spring to mind. I mean, um, a small blue person who sits in a wheelchair, yeah, calling himself the Mox of Balhoon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They've got a thing about blue, haven't they? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's blue. blue. Mm. <laughs> I bring you the gift of life. <laughs> mm. Dirty smurf. <schmerz. Yeah. laughs> I mean, okay, I thought, a very strange character, but I mean, one you could empathise with, because I mean, well, apart from being killed at the end. <laughs> so you've always wanted to flob at Billy Piper. You? <laughs> well, you cover her with some form of bodily fluid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, disgustingly rude. <laughs> I was thinking it, you merely vocalised it. <laughs> There are sites for that sort of thing. <laughs> so he's your favourite, is he? Um, I'd have to say um, Pauline Collins is Queen Victoria in Tooth and Claw. Oh, right, yeah. Very good. Well, she got the pass, you know, sort of down to a T, she really did. Yeah. Now, I'd have to say, I mean, even though it's sort of spread over two episodes, the family of blood. All of them. Mm, all of them, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the son, I mean, especially when he sort of craned his head oh, to one yeah. side. Yeah, a freaky smile. I yeah. know, and just went, father <laughs> yeah. of mine? Mm. I assumed he had some sort of deformity of the mouth, mm. but when you saw him on Doctor Who Confidential, he's like a perfectly normal-looking bloke. So how the <laughs> hell did it. he manage to keep that smile going CGI mm. <laughs> they just moved his smile sideways yeah, didn't they that's it. Uh. for people who are supposed to be playing aliens playing humans I mean they did a very good job even though they look perfectly humans you could tell they were interlopers go on El Presidente oh so many start with the honourable mentions I think go on then Dean Lennox Kelly and Shakespeare yeah he had a nice kind of Art. vibrant take on uh, Shakespeare. Georgia Moffat as Jedi Who. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the I'm questioning your choice of surname for well, her there. <laughs> but my runner-up, I think, has to be uh, Nancy from The Empty Child. Oh, Florence. yes. yes. Howarth. But I think the winner is Sally Sparrow from Bleak. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. yeah, she was very good. Played by Kerry Mulligan. Yeah, she's another good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Another, as we said before, she'd make a fine companion, yeah. I think. Well, I think most of the one-off characters in some way or another would have made a fine addition. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all of them do such have the capability to be yes. such. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Go on then, real Keith. Again, other people have mentioned these, so um, 
I'll just touch upon uh, mm-hmm. Sally Sparrow. You'll touch upon Sally Sparrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're having a fun <laughs> evening. <laughs> uh, Jenny. Who wouldn't? Yeah, again, another one. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Finch from School Oh, the Reunion. headmaster. Oh, yes. Master. Anthony Stewart Head. Yeah. Again, as with the family of blood, you get the feeling that there's something else in there, the interloper. There's something wrong. Pretending mm. to be human against the head. Yeah, movements. he's almost mm. owl-like. Yeah, it's a swimming pool scene. Yeah. When they're confronting each mm, other. And he virtually performs bird-like movements yeah. as he's sort of staring at his prey. He's very unnerving. Again, harking back to my um, least favourite, I'd like to point out the entire cast of Impossible Planet and Satan's Pit. Yeah. As mm. a whole bunch of rounded personalities yeah. with oh, their yes. own motivations, their mm. own fears. and the, But particular, I'd like to point to Mr. Jefferson. Oh, he was the good. The security yeah. guard. Yeah. Certainly there had a backstory there. Which you got from uh, the demon, you know. Did, reading did your, his mind, yeah. Reading his mind, did your wife forgive you? Yeah. You imagine that there's something to do with the loss of a child. Yes. Mm, yeah. Yes, and yeah. also his end, his death. So gentlemanly, so Poignant. English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even, even he knows he's about to die, but he's still saying, if, if you'd be so kind, sir. That's it. Yeah. Stiff upper lip. Yeah. Mm. He's looking death in the face, certainly with that ooh, the red eyes scrabbling Coming down, towards him. Towards yeah. him, yeah. He always reminds me of Michael Ironside at V. I mean, I should say sort of, you know, Oh, Han Tyler. Yeah. I mean, sort of very mean, very moody. Gosh, that's a lot of characters. That is. Okay. Unfortunately, though, that's the end of Doctor Who. What about reviewing the new episode? There hasn't been one. Soon. Soon, yes. Yeah! Right, a very, very quick little segment here. Now, our regular contributor, Sarah, Hello, who's Sarah. given Hello, us some Sarah. good ideas in the Hello, past. Sarah. Good egg. I'm not sure if she's nosy or she just wants other segments. She's asked what games we're playing and what books we're reading. So we're oh. going to do a very quick, well, extended 30-second recommendation <laughs> of what we're playing and what we're reading. Mm. El Presidente, you can go first. Well, I've been playing Fallout 3 on the PC. Still? Ooh. Still, yeah. I actually haven't played it for a couple of weeks or so. No time. But over Christmas, particularly New Year, I played it non-stop. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a great game. It's uh, post-apocalyptic. You're set a couple hundred years or so in the future after a nuclear war, and you've got to wander around the wastes of Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and uh, do things, missions <laughs> and people, and cool. avoid mutants and radiation. And what are you reading? I'm reading a book I got for Christmas of a friend of mine called The Time Traveller's Wife, Ah, Ooh. which the title is pretty unpromising, really, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got up to about chapter three or four. It's really quite good. It's uh, quite high-concept sci-fi, really. In book form? It is. It's got two people, and... And they keep meeting each other at different times in their lives. The, the man can time travel. He meets the girl as a, as as a literally a girl. As a little girl and mm. older. And they have a relationship and get married and just flipping well, back and forth through time. he's jumping back and forth through time. <laughs> I'm also reading The Time Traveller's Wife. I've mm. just started it. It's by uh, Audrey Niffenager. Uh, but I'm also oh, yeah. reading Stardust by Neil Gaiman. Oh, it's geez. disgraceful. I usually read the book then see the film. But in this case, I saw the film first and thought, I've really got to read the book. Mm. As for what I'm playing well, I don't actually get a lot of time at the moment but I'm playing World of Warcraft obviously <laughs> and if you're on the Wild Hammer server look for a death knight called Powderpuff because that's me <laughs> Powderpuff yep. Powderpuff Powder yeah I was trying to think of the <laughs> toughest most evil name in the world but I couldn't so I went for Powderpuff Powder Puff. Mm-hmm. No, so. go on Crumbly what are you reading <laughs> what I'm reading at the moment normally being a lifelong sort of science fiction fan I mean my tastes have changed slightly I'm starting to read a lot more horror I was going to say Mills and Boone <laughs> 
<laughs> That's horror for me. Her breast mm. was heaving as he approached her, his garments rent asunder, revealing his manly chest, his nipples proud and erect. That's enough of beat, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> With that half-open dressing That's the yeah. black orchid for me. <laughs> no, I'm currently reading an anthology of um, H.P. Lovecraft's uh, short Ooh. stories. Mm. Very dark, very gothic. I mean, all of these stories were written about eight, 80 years ago, yeah. and yet they still hold the uh, readers all wrapped. The guy has a very vivid and very dark imagination. He's probably a Tory. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, fake Keith. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> With his, well, his alien realms, the dream cycle, the uh, Cthulhu mythos, very dark but very readable. Um, what are you playing at the moment? <laughs> playing? As I'm sort of something of an 80s throwback. You're still on dial-up, aren't you? Yes, I am. <sighs> <laughs> no, uh, I'd have to say, I mean, all the old favourites. If you go to the actual Staggering Stories website and read my um, review of the Game On exhibition that was held mm-hmm. up at the uh, Science Museum a couple of years back, I was like a pony in clover. <laughs> pony I mean, in clover? <laughs> Pig in heat. Oh, that's um, real Keith took a number two construct. Yeah, that was yeah. with the old Pac-Man and mm-hmm. the old Sonic uh, the Hedgehog. Pac- yeah, Pac-Man, Dig Dug, uh, things, <laughs> mm, things like that. Oh, it was lovely. Real Keith, what are you reading? Right, uh, I'm actually, stuff that I'm doing at the moment is of the older variety. I'm reading Legend by David Gamel, mm-hmm. which has been out for quite a few years now. It was pointed out to a friend. It's a damn good read. I would recommend it, and I hope to do a 30-second recommendation, recommendation on it in the, later in the year. And what I'm playing at the moment is Galactic Civilization 2. Oh, yeah. Which is, which is a quite a nice little game. You know the Civilization games? Yeah. Basically, this one it takes place after you've left Earth. You oh, have to right. build a, a multi-galactic empire and Ooh. conquer lots of little aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, or trade with them or whatever. Yeah. But the fact that I like about it is there's an aspect on it where you can build an enemy or build a bad mm. guy, a monster to fight. And you can also import various pictures or film references. From can I guess? Wherever this villain appears. Daleks? No. I'm building the Dalek <laughs> Empire. I'm trying to create Daleks that I can fight against. Right. <laughs> oh, Lord. I know, I'm sad, I'm sad. <laughs> because the game's been out there for quite some time, there is also various mods for it yeah. out there. And you can get uh, a Star Trek mod that oh, right. does including the ships all with various different Star Trek races and ships or a Babylon 5 mod Excellent. which does all the Babylon 5 ships and I think they've also got a Stargate one out there as well mm-hmm. that right. reminds me I briefly played Spore oh, yeah. and I managed to create TARDISes to fly really? in. Yeah. It took a little while, mm-hmm. but I had a whole fleet of TARDISes flying around. They don't go very fast, unfortunately, because I had no room for engines. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Sarah. That's what we're reading and that's what we're playing. Now we're going to tell you about Firefly. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. Sky from me. 
Okay, for those of you who don't know, Firefly is basically a western in space. You've got the crew of the Firefly. A very disparate bunch. Uh, the Firefly class ship, yep. Serenity, even. Yes. <laughs> Serenity is a bit of a mess. It's cobbled together, it's dirty, it creaks a lot. Um, it's brilliant. The best description I've heard for Serenity itself is it looks like a plucked chicken. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bits fall off of it. Try, try to think, <laughs> the best one to describe it is uh, Millennium Falcon uh, TARDIS. The ship has personality. Yeah. Things go mm. wrong. The engine room is kind of held together by string and yep. bits they've salvaged from junkyards. And space monkeys. That's it. Terrifying well, yeah. space monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> well, a bit of a background story. Humanity has spread out and colonised another star system yep. because, as I say, the Earth got all used up. They've left Earth behind. Earth that was. Yep. Earth that yep. was. Yeah. The solar system is it's referred to as the Verse. Yep. Mm. And in its past, I mean, there were two warring factions. The Alliance, which occupied the um, core systems of the solar system, and the uh, Rebel faction, yeah, commonly known as Browncoats. Independence, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, who occupied the, um, well, the outer, less terraformed worlds. The Rim. Mm, the Rim, that's it. And, uh, well, let's just say the crew of the Firefly, let's say they're a ragtag bunch who are doing be- sort of as best they can sort of taking jobs both dodgy legal jobs. and <laughs> dodgy um, it's interesting to note that everybody speaks English and Mandarin yeah even the lowest gutter snipe trash from the gutter yeah knows Mandarin it's a a common second language amongst the whole system of course it did allow the script writers to write in the most vile dialogue in the world Mm, and it was all said in very very bad Chinese because the actors couldn't quite get their mouths around it and it's not bleeped and it's not bleeped because no one knows what it means well apart from Chinese I'm sure even they don't really know well no (laughs) on one of the makings of one of the the directors they brought in obviously a translator to tell the actors what to say and she listened to the translator saying it, then listened to the actor saying it, and she's pretty convinced that no one in China will have a clue what they're saying. <laughs> well, you know, language has moved on in the past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Years. We should introduce the crew. You've got yep. Captain Malcolm Reynolds in charge, mm-hmm. yep. played by who, Nathan Fillion. Who fought in the Battle of Serenity. Serenity, Serenity Valley. Valley. Yeah. Yep, the deciding battle of the War of Independence. Where his side, the Browncoats, pretty much got screwed by their own people. Mm. Yep. Abandoned. Yep. With him is, was Zoe, who Mm-hmm. Who's pretty much stuck by his side. She is the Spock of the series. Uh, she's the second well, in she's command. Very, she's very she's feisty. Second, she's yeah. the second in command and will follow the captain's word to the letter. Unless mm. she really doesn't think it's yeah. the right thing mm. to do. If she's told to kill someone, she will kill someone without complaining. Yeah, within or, the blink of an eye. She is married to Wash. Hoban. Ho- Hoban Washbourne. Yeah. Who is, oh God, he's the pilot. He's the and he's the most rumpled man in the world. He wears Hawaiian <laughs> shirts. His hair's all over the place. He plays with dinosaurs, and somehow he's managed to bag him a goddess. He's the exact opposite of uh, Zoe. Oh, he yeah. is. I mean, he's so sort of laid back and easygoing. He's, he's yeah. not a fighter. Oh, good no. he, he will fight if necessary, but if there's an option to run, he, he will oh, run. Yeah. He will run <laughs> first. Then we have uh, Jane. Ah, Jane Cobb. Jane. He's a mercenary. He's an uncomplicated character. He is. Mm. If it moves, shoot 
it if it doesn't move, shoot it till it moves. Yeah, he or likes, if it does move, shag it. He, yeah, yeah, he likes guns, food and sex, and not necessarily in that yeah. order. <laughs> the only person he bows down to is the captain. Yeah, and even then there's a lot of... There's tension. Of, it's like yeah. it's like yeah. dogs deciding which one's the alpha male, and yeah. he's not quite ready to challenge him no. yet. <laughs> the best way you can describe Jane is he lives in the now. Mm. It's whatever yeah. is immediate benefit. What's the line? What will happen when the money's good enough for you, for you to turn on me? Oh, that'll well, be, that'll be an interesting day. Yeah. <laughs> Who else have we got? Who got else mechanic? Have we got? Mechanic. Kaylee. Oh, Kaylee. She's an innocent. To be mm. Well, right. innocent, but totally not. Her, yeah. <laughs> her outlook, her outlook in life is sweetness and light and innocence. Fluff, fluffy. There's another line. Sort of, there's not a power in the verse that can stop Kaylee smiling. Mm. She's very chipper. <laughs> yes. Mm, yes. But then there's that line from Serenity. It's going on six months since I had anything twixt my nethers that weren't run on batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'd like to come back to this, but it's the dialogue in there. Mm. Oh, it's yeah, Josh yeah. Whedon at his best. Kaylee's a complete contrast. She wears dungarees with teddy bears sewn on the knees. Yeah. But then she is caught shagging her predecessor in the engine room yeah. Yeah. and That's eating a strawberry oh, in what can only yes. be described as an oh. X-rated scene. Oh, you've got yeah. to watch it just for the strawberry. She likes her strawberries. Oh, doesn't yeah. she just? <laughs> she also likes uh, yeah. the uh, Doctor as he becomes. Uh, yeah. 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 Simon Tam. Tam pitches up in the uh, pilot episode he's on a the good, run. He's a good guy. Mm. Oh, yes. he is. He's, he's, he's a core worlder, a yeah. high-flying doctor. Mm. Well, he's yeah. from a very moneyed family. Uh, yeah. Again, I would put Simon down as an innocent, but for different reasons. He yes. just hasn't got the experience mm. of, of the rim, of the rough mm. life. He's very straight-laced. Yes, yes. straight-laced. He's very altruistic as well. Mm. I mean, he, well, he strongly believes in sort of following the Hippocratic Oath and yes. sort of treating everyone, whether it be friend or foe. He doesn't really approve of what the crew do. Mm. No. Just patches him up afterwards. Mm. That's it. Yeah. And of course, where Simon goes, we've got River. Yeah. Who's very much the driving force for the story arc, because they're both her and Simon are outlaws, so they're yep. trying to keep away from the Alliance. Well, the run. fugitives more than anything yeah. else. Well, fugitives, yeah. yeah. She was rescued from the Academy, mm-hmm. which was some school, apparently, although they obviously they're experimenting on their pupils, yep. trying to make her into something more. Yeah. Mm. Well, she, she started off as a gifted child, whatever she yes. turned her hand to. She was an expert. She was, what is it, correcting Simon's spelling when she was only three years old. Yeah, <laughs> he's several years older than her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Already a prodigy there. And, and they did operations on her brain to try to improve her intelligence and try to improve various intuitive gifts that she mm. had. She's another one who's a contrast. You had the completely insane Fruit Loop River. Yep. But then you'd have the river who played chase with Kaylee yeah. and the river who slashed Jane with a knife because of something he hadn't yet done. Yes. And because what he's wearing. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> the it, blue yeah. sun t-shirt. Yeah. And the river who saved everyone in objects in space yeah. by pretending to be the ship. And who does that leave us with? Yes, book. Um, well, he's a preacher. That much is obvious. He can also be described mm-hmm. as um, a moral compass for the crew in the yeah. loosest yeah. You know, sense of the uh, of the term. He's a man with the past. He's either been a soldier or a mercenary or, or a man of action in the past. It's alluded to, but not clearly explained. He knows how to fight. He no. knows how to shoot a gun. They're trying to spring the captain and Walsh from this uh, Niska, this base, this this mercenary mm-hmm. base where they have. And Shepherd Book comes down with a gun, and Zoe. Turns 
turns with them. Doesn't the Bible have something to say about thou shalt not kill, preacher? Ah, but it's a mighty bit fuzzy on kneecapping. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he knows how to fire a gun. He does. Oh, yeah. And he obviously is known to the Alliance yes. mm. in a very positive light. They take him in and patch him up after he's been shot. Yeah. Yeah. No questions asked. They just see his mm. card. Slash mm. the ID yeah. card and that's it. He gets a full five-star service. Yeah, they don't check the crew or anything. Nope. Just let him go on their way. Yeah. He becomes very friendly with Jane. It seems like a chalk and cheese arrangement, yeah. but yeah. Jane talks to him and they, they just seem to get on. Yeah. Work out together. Spots yeah. him for weight. And that leaves Inara. Inara. Mm. Inara is introduced as an ambassador. What she actually is is a prostitute. Well, of course. A legal. A legal prostitute, legal pro- known a as a companion. Yeah. Sort of more like the um, the Japanese geisha. Geishas, yeah. yeah. I do wonder how the girl kept her eyes open because she seemed to spend most of her time with clients. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was Malcolm Reynolds' love interest, for want of a better term. A lot of the time she treats him like an annoying younger brother. Mm, there. That, yeah. There was very much a will they, won't they element about yes. the whole situation. Yes, there was. And I'm glad they didn't. No. Yeah. One thing I want to say about Anara is, where do all the money go? Presumably <laughs> she yeah. got a lot of money for what she did. Mm. Well, yeah. she had to pay rent on the shuttle, mm. um, There's new some, dresses. There's something there. Apparently she was dying. This backstory. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't know this. In the episode where uh, the Reavers yeah. were about to attack, she's had got the, the needle. Uh, needle. Yeah. That wasn't to commit suicide. Oh, was Whoa. it? I assume no. that was a cyanide injection no, or something. No, it wasn't, apparently. That's the trouble. That's the tr- there were so many threads running Indeed. through yeah. these future plot arcs that were being laid down that Completely. just didn't come anywhere because yeah. it was cancelled. That's the thing. I'd love to have known the backstory for Shepherd Book. Oh, yeah. We may yet. There's a comic book which is meant to yeah. be coming out shortly Excellent. called The Shepherd's Tale. But I think the truth would be disappointing. It's, it's bound to be. That's, that's the thing. It's, the it's more anticipatory better. at the yeah. moment and then yeah. it's going to turn out he was just a sniper or something. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a general or something, I reckon. Retired yeah. general. Or yeah. that sort of. So that's the characters. Then you've got secondary characters who yep. are also very well rounded yep. like Badger, Badger. <laughs> the oh, mercenary yeah. on Persephone not so much mercenary he's more of a wheeler dealer type character he's a Del Boy isn't yeah, he he's yeah. Arthur yeah. Daly Del Boy and character. he's got the dodgiest <laughs> English accent I've ever heard which is outside of um, Dick Van, Dick Van Dyke. Dyke which yeah. is interesting because Mark Shepard is actually English he is yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, is. he taught Summer Glau when yeah. she had to do a little ah. piece where she pretended to be a cockney yeah. Yeah. that was the longest yeah. speech we'd ever heard from River mm. at that point yeah I did like Badger and he turned mm. up at least twice. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, you wanted to punch him, but you knew you had to keep him because he could be useful. It was also the way he was dressed: the bowler hat and the tie without a shirt. Without a shirt, <laughs> he's a businessman, so he needs a tie. But he's wearing a t-shirt and underneath it. Other recurring characters include uh, Saffron. Oh yes, oh yes. Mrs. Like Reynolds. Was it Yolanda? <laughs> yeah, or Bridget. Or Bridget. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> She's another con artist. Yeah, a lot of dodgy characters. Yes, yeah. 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 great character. Though. Patience, the Mayor of Whitefall. Oh, yeah. Apparently, yeah, Mal and Patience exchange bullets every mm. now and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was his turn to shoot her, so he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've already mentioned Niska. Including the accent. Think of more of a, a Russian mafia don. Yeah, I was thinking more mafia. of a Gestapo officer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sadistic. Yeah. 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 Dr. Sadistic. Mengele type. Yeah. Just experimenting with people to see how much pain they mm. could yeah. cope with. And we have the uh, Hands of Blue. Oh, oh. Mm. I think they were meant to be the big bad for the entire first season because they, they were yes. alluded to a couple of times we were seen a couple of times yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we didn't see him enough though oh, no, they were basically no, no. men in black types who wore what were basically the equivalent of blue latex gloves, so, yeah. gloves yeah. Yeah. they had some delightful little toys like um, a miniature a tiny little lightsaber little double lightsaber that acted as a sonic device that made... scrambled the brains mm, of yeah. anyone within it made them 
bleed from every orifice. Yeah. <laughs> Nose, eyes, fingernails. They reminded me of the gentleman from yes. Buffy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Again, you had the overall corporation of the Blue Sun that seemed to mm. be running everything. Mm. That maybe the hands of Blue were working for. Mm. You weren't sure. I mean, that's it. That monolithic you know, sort of corporation that yeah. sort of produced everything that yeah. the Earthverse needed. Huh. But again, I think the most sparkling thing about the show entirely was the dialogue. Yep. Mm. When, when I watched it the first time, there was some definite laugh out loud moments. Oh, yeah. yeah. And each character does have their own way of speaking as well. Yes. Oh, Compare yeah. Simon to yeah. Mal. Completely, completely different. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speech Spoke patterns. And there's Zoe who doesn't really say a lot. No. <laughs> no. But when she does, it's mm. meaningful well, yeah. and you listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think with Zoe, it's very much action, speak louder than words. Yeah. yeah. One of my favourite scenes, it was from the one where Shepard Book got shot and the yeah. uh, the Alliance took them on, where they were all just being questioned. Yeah. And Alan Tudyk, who played Wash, was pretty much sat there, told, this is what you've got to get across, and the camera was left on him. Yeah. And he ad-libbed the whole thing yeah. about his, um, <laughs> yeah. his relationship with Zoe <laughs> and what he likes about her and how he likes her legs and where her legs meet her back and that whole area. <laughs> <laughs> and have you ever been with a warrior woman. Have you ever slept with a warrior woman? <laughs> she could kill me with her thumbs. Yes. <laughs> I think my most favourite character to some extent was Wash because he got some of the lines. Certainly the introduction of Wash is he's sitting on the console playing with his dinosaur. Yeah. Toy dinosaur. Yeah. A little stegosaurus and yeah. a tyrannosaurus yeah. rex. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he, was, he was a little boy in a man's yeah. body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Jane had a girlfriend. Jane <laughs> was having a deep relationship with Vera. Vera was his best gun ever. <laughs> he had a lot of weapons, did Jane? I think it's the last episode. There's a wonderful scene yes. where they've been boarded by a bounty hunter and you can hear him beating up various things. The whole crew are awake and trying to get out because they've been locked in the cabin. And Jane grabs hold of a blanket from the wall, pulls it down, and you see all the blades, all the weapons, and he just wraps himself up in it and goes back to sleep. Yeah, he yeah. misses the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, um, that was one of my favourite episodes because yeah. it was so nasty the whole scene where he confronts Kaylee oh, in the engine room yeah. and yeah and he's horrible to her yeah. it's genuinely disturbing mm-hmm. and yeah he's horrible to her but he's horrible to her because it's part of the job what's more disturbing is the fact that he doesn't care yeah. he threatens mm-hmm. to rape her if I, if you try to interfere with me I will hurt you yeah he leaves her tied up and obviously she's not a fighter so she yeah. and she spends the rest of the episode feeling absolutely rotten because she well, tells him where River and Simon yeah, are it's the the act Dual state. Dual state. It's the fact that Jubal Early turns to him just as, as a passing conversation. Have you ever been raped? And just and the just tear. One tear yeah. trickles down it's her amazing face. Amazing performance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Of course, one thing yeah. we haven't mentioned is the Reavers. Oh, yeah. the Reavers. Yes. Reavers Again, are um, the enemy. They fly around in spaceships that really aren't safe. They're leaking. They're falling to pieces. Mm. They're cannibals. They cut out people's skin and sew it into their clothes. We discover in the film that they were created by accident by the release of a drug into the atmosphere. Mm. And they're the lowest that man can go. And if Reavers approach you, you just mm. run. Well, that's it. What was it Zoe said? 
said if they board our ship, they'll rape us to death, eat us, and sew our clothes into our the... skin into their clothes. Yeah, and if we're very lucky, clothes. they'll do it in that order. That's it. They're the most bestial aspect of uh, humanity. Mm. The series finished after thirteen episodes. Such yep. a shame. It didn't get yeah. a full series. I think the reason for it is like Dollhouse at the moment. It was shown on the main Fox network. It wasn't made by Fox and shown elsewhere. Firefly, at its height, had the same amount of ratings as Buffy when it started. Mm. But it wasn't the same amount of ratings for a coast-to-coast network. It's a shame. So it got cancelled. They completely messed it up because they did it all out of order. Oh, yeah, it was also... They missed weeks. Yeah. The pilot episode, which Serenity, which introduced all the characters, was shown 12th. That's utterly ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, they just mixed them, moved it around in the... uh, Deliberately seemed to kill it. I don't know. And then, what is it? Two years, two years later, it got the film. Serenity. Three, I think. 2002 and 2005. Known amongst fans as the big damn movie. Yes. (laughs) And Serenity would have been the end of the second season if it had gone to uh, a full series. Uh, as a whole, what would your recommendations be for Firefly? Buy the box mm. set and watch it. Definitely. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Buy as many copies of the box set and as many copies of the movie <laughs> as possible. <laughs> Show it to your friends. Get them to buy copies. And with any luck, we might get another movie. Mm-hmm. Unlikely. But yeah. I know. I agree. It would be nice. Half yeah. the characters have been killed off. Won't be the same. Apparently they can be written into the next film. Always the plan for all of them to be in mm-hmm. it. Even as the dead <laughs> <laughs> I should know by now when does death ever start? Stopped science fiction. <laughs> anyway, Firefly Serenity, double thumbs up. Yeah. Big thumbs yep. up. Very enjoyable series, but cut down in its prime. We've got some feedback, you nice people. You've all written to us. We've heard from Naya. Hello, Naya. She says, Thank you for that lovely shout-out to my blog. I apologise for no feedback for so many episodes, but I'm back now. And even though it's months past Christmas, I really enjoyed your online Christmas party. It really Mm -hmm. cheered me up while I sat in a soulless airport lounge. The infamous double entendre also (laughs) cheered me up. I've got no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Fortunately, I was stopped at a light, or it would have also made me and my car one with the ditch. You really ought to have a do-not-listen-whilst-driving public safety warning. Morning. I'm not sure what was funnier, the line or the delivery of oh-faux-pas. <laughs> Let's see, to catch up on some of your best worst of, tearjerker, old who, I'm going to go with Peter Davison unravelling the fourth Doctor's scarf. <laughs> it took a long time for me to forgive him for that. <laughs> I plead the drama of youth. <laughs> tearjerker for new who, yet another one for Wilf's salute to the Doctor. Yep. I wasn't so much sorry for the Doctor because he's so emo, I want to kick him sometimes, <laughs> but Wilf is brilliant. As a side note, I hope you get to meet Bernard Cribbins at the convention and I hope you tell us about it and while I'm hoping I hope he comes here on tour someday <laughs> I haven't got a scariest old who but I think the line that gave me the most chills in New Who was are you my mummy especially when it was said by all the gas mask zombies rising from their beds now that you've had scariest and saddest how about funniest moments intentional or not or the most uplifting <sighs> I'm so proud to be a fan of the show moments mm. take care and have fun at the convention Naya thank you thank you very mm, thank much you. Mm. who else we got we got one from tin dog hello tin dog hello tin dog 
Right, sorry I've not sent a promised 30-second recommendation. My voice keeps coming and going to such an extent that I'm not doing the show this week. Oh. Oh. He's, he's back. Yeah, he's back oh, now, good. but I think he suffered from the curse of WhoCast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, sad moment in classic Who for me is the tomb when the Doctor is talking about his family, but after your recommendation, I've bumped up the massacre up my list of classics I had not seen to my next story. Still listening to episode one at the moment. Okay. Ah, the things I do for Who. Astrology. Anyway, <laughs> you have no idea how jealous I am that you're going to Wilfcon and it's got Briars too. What's the odds that the Cribbin gets a standing ovation before he's even said a word? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I'm going to do my best to make that happen. Real question is what to get signed. Invasion movie or New Who box set? There's only one way to find out. True. Mm. Ask him whatever happened to his TV fishing show. I don't fish but would watch it anyway. It is the Cribbins after all. After seeing Being Human, I suspect that Tuvi may be the 12th Doctor. Mm-hmm. I, I think he panics too much. After yeah. watching last night's... Lots of panic. There was a lot of high-pitched panicking. Thanks for yeah. writing. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you for writing. Right, we've also got one here from Scardis. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Scardis! Big one. He says, hi folks. God, it's been a while since I got so bored I wanted to sit down and write to you lots. <laughs> since okay. then, some kid called Matt Smith has been announced as David Tennant's successor, and you lot have been getting all smutty in your podcasts. <laughs> No, 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 no. Protest. Thankfully, by the next podcast, you have picked yourselves up right to the point in the outtakes where you mention Obama and Spider-Man. <laughs> Disgraceful. <laughs> anyway, my thoughts on Matt Smith. Believe it or not, this Doctor is actually older than me. My God. Just about. <laughs> it's a matter of months. He seems enthusiastic and I look forward to seeing what he and the vast Toffee yeah, MN man. come up with. Although I do have my worries about Julie Gardner's replacement, Piers Wenger. It's just his name is an amalgamation of two celebs I don't really care for. Piers Morgan, the former <laughs> Daily Mirror editor and Arsene Wenger the Arsenal manager I won't say which team I follow but it's safe to assume it's not Arsenal <laughs> in best tearjerker moments the ninth Doctor's best one is Emergency Protocol 1 yeah. in yeah. The Parting of the Ways mm. in particular when the Doctor turns to Rose's real position beside the console and says as if he's there have a fantastic life it sends tingles down your spine it does being a man of this world my eyes remain dry throughout <laughs> but I'm not a senseless jerk so I could appreciate the touching moment uh-huh. <laughs> You blubbed. (laughs) (laughs) Tenth Doctor's acceptance of Renette's death in The Girl in the Fireplace and the reading of the letter is another poignant moment that draws out a heavy sigh at the end. In series three, the saddest moment wasn't the Master's death, but for me it was the face of Bo and how desperate the Doctor was to have him hold on and not spoil the series finale on us. (laughs) For shame, Jack. (laughs) And of course, that piece where the Doctor and Will were talking and the Doctor returns to the TARDIS. Seeing as you played the clip twice, is it me or (laughs) could anyone catch out David Scottish lilt sneaking in when the Doctor said, but that's fine? Yes, we could. Now the Frighteners. There's no question that Stephen Moffat is the expert when it comes to this, and The Empty Child is a fine piece of scaremongering. (laughs) Chris Eccles puts it very well in an interview with Top Gear of all things how easy it was that this could be any child monsters don't really come from outer space but humans could turn zombie far more easily and that is far more frightening <laughs> The Impossible Planets and the Satan Pits was a very creepy episode and at this point I must compliment Gabrielle Wolf for that a lot of listeners are thinking who's he again the director the artist who did the CGI beast he's actually the voice of the beast and the confrontation between him and the Doctor is one really excellent piece of spine chilling I'm considering going up to this Vortex charity event up in Belfast on the 3rd of May it will be my first ever Who gathering <laughs> I'm frightened it might geek me out of the fandom considering how much of a new Who only so far person I am <sighs> 
Well, that's all I've got for now. Keep up the wonderful podcast. All the best. Scardis. Don't worry, Scardis. We're a friendly bunch and we'll accept anyone. <laughs> we're, not, we're not going to Belfast. I know no. we're going to Belfast, but fans as general. Oh, yeah, fans in general. Yeah, yeah. That leaves Nathan B. Mm. Hi, Nathan. Yes. Yo, Nathan. Hello, Nathan. You did it again. <laughs> Played the saddest clip ever known to man and made me feel bloody sad. Again. <laughs> Stop it. That, I would like to point out, was fake Keith who edited that one. It's very funny. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, cool cast, guys. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you very much. Oh, a doctor. What about you now? Who have you got? <laughs> if you'd like to write to us, give us any comments, suggestions, etc., etc., you can get in touch via the website at show at staggeringstories.net. We look forward to hearing from you. So that brings us to the end of another Staggering Stories oh. podcast. Oh, In the next one, yeah. more of the same, more hilarity, more frivolity. <laughs> Heroes is making a welcome return to BBC Two, so oh. doubtless we'll be casting a speculative eye over that. So let me just say, there's more of the same, more news, reviews, who old and new. So this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Bye. Goodbye. You have access to the greatest source of knowledge in the universe. Yes, I, I do talk to myself sometimes. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 40, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fate Keith, and Ariel Keith Dunn. Music expressed here, though, as a speaker, don't necessarily upset those your speakers all aside. A copyright infringement is intended, and this podcast is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Or a Jeremy Clarkson race. Pardon? <laughs> There's a race of Jeremy Clarkson. No, 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 no. The, the, the last, if this show was a cheese, the last it would be the best race. cheese in the world. Pulls longer. Ah, oh, damn. It's ginormous a word. <laughs> yes, I'm sure it's not a No, no, no. Remember the ginormous turnip? It was huge. Look, just because it's in a toddler's book <laughs> doesn't mean it's a word. But they all pulled and pulled and pulled and they couldn't pull the uh, ginormous turnip up. Considering it's 15 years since we had to read that book, it's sad <laughs> that you remember it. I had it. to read it every single night. Ah, <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> it really was a ginormous turnip. It was. I mean, they had to have the cats and the dog and the old lady and the old man and the little boy and the little girl and, and the mouse. That's worrying, that is. You, know, you still know it off pat. I know the actions as yeah. well. Their actions. actions. You have to do the actions. Oh, you have to do the actions. You pulled and pulled and pulled and still, still the, the ginormous turnip, turnip wouldn't would... budge. The tiger that stalks by the night is really a terrible sight. He's got hideous claws on his hideous paws, but apart from all that, he's all right. Take my cat, take my dog, take out Doc and make him squeal. They say our horrors are a real good deal.